0: Andrew, have you heard the good news? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but please remind
1: me of the good news of the day.
0: Okay, so I know we give Kino a hard time. We do. Mostly just because they put out way too many titles. Um, Right. But finally, they've done it.
1: Those beautiful people.
0: They've done it. They've put out Hard Target.
1: Nice. (laughs) Nice. If you wanted a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, directed by John Woo, taking place in Louisiana. Punching where, a snake. Punching a snake, <laughs> where it's basically kind of half the plot of The Most Dangerous Game. And Wilford Brimley has a Cajun accent, and I think he's brewing moonshine in, like, the bayou or something like that. That's it's, that's, that's it's our target. In 4K. <laughs> in 4K, Mike. UHD 4 k Ah, yeah.
0: Here we are back on another episode, spy number seven of Chasing Labels. I'm Stephen Billings, and with me is Andrew Cabral. Man, what's up?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad to be back on our relatively regularly scheduled programming. This is Chasing Labels number seven. Seven. Big seven.
0: Um, We, you know, got a big episode. This is a big one, guys. Uh, We got a lot of good stuff that got released. Uh, Arrow has just been uh, punching us in the face with some releases recently. And then Indicator was like, hey, we can punch too. So, uh, And then you know Severin's got some stuff. We got some stuff from Warner Archive. We got to catch up on some Kino stuff. So we got a fun-filled episode ahead. What do you think going to uh, – how do you feel about this?
1: Yeah, this is an action-packed episode of Chasing Labels um, because we just got inundated with so many releases in the last week or so. Uh, for those of you who are regular listeners know that we put out an episode last week to kind of catch up on all these releases, and I'm glad that we did because this episode <laughs> would have gone on forever had we not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we would have had to do a trilogy of, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I. We try to keep these about an hour and a half to two hours, but it's, you know, but I, you know, I we I act like I'm complaining, but I'm not. I, I'm excited about all these releases and being able to talk about them and hopefully get you guys excited. Um You know, so without further ado, let's let's not waste any time. Let's let's get into it. Nice. So
1: first up, we are uh, going to dive into the plethora of releases from our good old friends at Kino Lorber Studio Classics. Mm. Um, They they they'll never stop rolling this train down those tracks, (laughs) and we've got a few that have that dropped. Uh, a little while ago, so we're playing a little bit of catch-up here, but this first one here I think is kind of a big one. It's another Billy Wilder film, which they have a bunch in their catalog, and this is The Fortune Cookie. And I think this is important because I, if memory serves, this is the first team-up with Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. a dynamic comedic duo on screen. And, yeah, I, I've i seen this movie. I think it's great. Um, and I'm so happy this is getting a release. Um, and... And next up is a movie that I'm not familiar with called Percy, and this film uh, stars—I'm not too familiar with these names, but Britt Eklund definitely comes to mind, because I believe she was one of the Bond girls during—I want to say one of the second second Bond, not Sean Connery, but—
0: Roger Moore?
1: Roger Moore, I believe— um, it's been but this is this is a Code Red and Keanu Loreber team up, and yeah, this looks interesting. They must like it a lot because they gave it in a four K restoration. So Damn. they must really be digging that movie. Um, I'm not sure who the director is. Um, but I'm curious about it. All right, I'm curious about it. Next, but moving on, moving on. We got a movie starring the great and funny. And the enigmatic Dick Van Dyke in a movie called (laughs) Fitzwillie. And I just love this cover. If you see this cover at home, it looks like a a nice caricature cover. Um, And I'm really digging it. Really digging it. Um, And always, the more Dick Van Dyke, the better. I got to get that, the Dick Van Dyke show on (laughs) Blu-ray. I I got the first season. I got to get the rest
0: of them. My favorite Dick Van Dyke reference of all time is, is in Wayne's World. Nice. When he's like, and I think it's the second one where he's like in the waiting room and he's talking to Drew. It's Drew Barrymore at the uh, she's the receptionist of the at the dentist, I think. And he's like talking to her and, you know, she like kind of flirts with him and he walks back to his seat and he almost trips over the coffee table. He's like, oh, Dick Van Dyke
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he Dick he falls over like the Ottoman or like the the footrest, yeah. like the couch or like the chair or something in the opening credits of Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could go on a whole thing about like why like they just can't get like the old classic television on Blu Ray because they're too expensive to restore and not enough people are buying them. But yeah. <laughs> moving on from Fitzwillie, we have a movie called "What's So Bad About Feeling Good?" Isn't that true, Stephen? Uh guess. Um, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh, this film stars uh, George Peppard and speaking of Dick Van Dyke Show, Mary Tyler Moore,
0: who ah. got her start
1: in the Dick Van Dyke Show, which is which. Uh, Leads me to say, why can't we get the Mary Tyler Moore show on Blu-ray, finally? But they'll just keep re-releasing it on DVD. Um, these are all August releases from Kino, so these are all be coming out later this year. And both this film and, um, let's see, uh, Percy are both getting DVD releases as well. And there was one I skipped over here by accident, Like an Idiot. And also starring Mary Tyler Moore is a movie called Thoroughly Modern Millie from 1967. Um, This movie is apparently also getting a 4K restoration, but also a roadshow edition. And roadshow editions are basically longer cuts of movies, essentially. Um, Usually those cuts are, like, lost. Like, they never put those on on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah, Not very often, no. No, they don't. But next we have another Blu-ray and DVD release, and this is Moment by Moment. Starring Lily Tomlin and John Travolta from 1978. Mm. So you've got that, I guess, post Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta, yeah, uh, and pre um, Nine to Five, Lily Lily Tomlin. I think Lily Tomlin was a Nine to Five. I believe. I'm not sure. I always get Nine to Five and Working Girl confused. They both came out in the 80s, and they both dealing with like kind of workplace feminism and and fighting against misogyny and stuff like that. but next up is a movie called uh, Guiana, Cult of the Damned, which is a great title. It's a great title. Really great yeah. title. This is another Code Red and Keanu Lorber team-up, and yeah, this is getting a 2K Master, and it's from 1979, so we're getting kind of a 60s and 70s slate here of movies, of catalog Looks movies. like
0: It's like it's a Mexican-American exploitation film.
1: Yes, and so. apparently it also has an alternate title of Guiana, Crime of the Century. Mm. I kind of like Cult of the Damned. I like
0: Cult of the the, Damned better. (laughs) The movie may have
1: nothing to do with a cult of the (laughs) damned, but uh, (laughs) it's still a great title. Um, Then next we move into a slate of what I love to call uh, Vincent Price goodness, (laughs) uh, because it's just a bunch of releases of movies starring the great uh, Vincent Price, whom I'm a gigantic fan of, And basically all of these titles that are coming up have all been released on DVD, uh, DVD, on Blu-ray here before in the various Vincent Price collections Blu-ray sets from Shout Factory. Some of those are out of print. Some of them are still in print. They reissued the first volume of that, but all of these were in various forms in those sets. Uh, But they're all getting individual releases here with slipcovers. And first up is the ma- is Master of the World, which is based off of two Jules Verne uh, stories. So it's a very interesting movie. Um, it, it, these are all very interesting movies. I don't know if this is a Roger Corman film, but I know a couple of the other ones are. Because uh, he and Roger Corman, Vincent Price, that is, and Roger Corman had a great dynamic with one another in like the 60s. Uh, but next is The Last Man on Earth. Uh, which is uh, came out nineteen sixty four. This movie is fascinating to me because those of you who are definitely familiar with the story. Vincent Price is allegedly the last man on Earth because a big plague is taking everybody out. Yeah. But this is based off of the novel *I Am Legend*, which has mm. been adapted, uh, which has been adapted into this movie. It's been adapted into *Omega Man*. Yeah. I was gonna say Jonathan *Omega Heston, Man*.
0: Yeah.
1: And *I Am Legend*. Starring Will Smith. But apparently this is the most accurate of all the adaptations. Wow. I learned that while watching this movie for the first time. Um, but that's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, this one's one I, I... Would you say it's worth a buy?
1: It's... Yeah, I really liked it. Out of all of these movies that I, I watched for this episode, this is the one I think I rated the highest. Yeah. Um, it's really like kind of stripped down, where it's just like Vincent Price kind of kind of dealing with being alone. In like yeah. the Last Man on Earth, uh, allegedly, but it's weird because like they say it's like a vamp, like people got turned into vampires, yet they feel more like zombie slash vampires. But this also predates um, Night of the Living Dead, which is kind of the seminal zombie film that kind of set up all of the things we know for zombie films. Yet these people in yet these monsters in this movie feel like zombies. Yeah. I don't know. But they also have a craving for blood, so they're vampires. But then they only come out at night, and you gotta stake them. So they're vampires, zombies, whatever. They're undead. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean,
0: I mean, in the even in I Am Legend, it it was kind of vague. Yeah, you know. Yes, it was.
1: Uh, But moving on, we have uh, probably a more well-known Vincent Price film, and that is The Raven. And this is a very, very loose, um, not even adaptation. It just takes the title of the Edgar Allan Poe um yeah poem the raven you know quote the raven nevermore i used to be able to recite the whole thing because i had to learn it in school but um uh, it's yeah this is a really kind of great weird movie dealing with like magic and mysticism it stars peter laurie it's one of his last films yeah it's Uh, i've yeah
0: i got it in the arrow set yeah, um, a
1: lot of these films are also in that Arrow set, which is what's it called? Like Terrors it's or something.
0: Six, six Gothic Tales.
1: That's what it is. Six Gothic Tales. Yeah. It, uh, so these films are very gothic. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this one. It's it's pretty. It's
0: pretty. It's okay. You know, it's yeah, got. It's, it's a lot of it is. You know, like it's got some some cool sets.
1: Um, yeah. It, I, it, it, what What I love about it just the cast: Vincent Price, Peter Laurie, and, and Boris Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson in one of his earliest yeah. earliest roles. Um, so it's just kind of fun it's almost like a a time capsule piece yeah part of like cinema history and i just love these these movies aren't great but i just love that that they're just hamming it up you know what i mean these films are so campy so hammy i mean this is a roger corman aip picture so that's what you're gonna get cheap looking sets you're gonna get (laughs) you know just camp galore but they're always pushing it to the nines taking it as seriously as possible yeah um, so that's that, and we have another movie here called Fast Charlie, starring David Carradine. Um, and this movie it looks like it's getting a new two K master. Um, also from the seventies. Um, yeah, also produced by Roger Corman. So you're yeah. getting kind of a bunch of Roger Corman pictures here. I think this was after he had left AIP and formed that other company that I can't remember the name of.
0: Yeah. Um, looks like it looks like a racing like a motorcycle yes. film. Yes. Yeah.
1: that's a, And they have no, there's no picture art for it. They just have, they're just using the movie the poster. poster. Yeah. yeah, Which I don't know if that's what they're going to utilize for it, but, hey, eh. Yeah. Uh, next is another Vincent Price film called Comedy of Terrors, which I also did see. This film also stars- It's the same uh, cast almost. <laughs> Vita, yeah, Vincent Price, <laughs> Peter Lorre, and Boris Karloff. But this comes out, I believe, in 1964. So this was like one year after- yeah. That previous The Raven. And yeah, I this movie is like a really dark comedy where like Vincent Price is a funeral home director, but he's like his, his business just sucks and just he just doesn't have any business at all. So basically he just decides to create his own business by like knocking off people <laughs> to to like <laughs> uh, to, to get business booming. Um and Peter Laurie is like his assistant and uh and Boris Karlov plays like his his like father in law who used to run the business. It's yeah. it's a comedy of of dark, darkly comedic film. <laughs> um, I dug it. I really dug it okay. a lot. Um, and next up is of course uh, the creme de la creme. Yes, the, the 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 jewel of the Nile, if you will. Uh, it is hard target starring ah, Jean Jesus. Claude Van Damme, John Woo.
0: This hit me right in the in in just all the right places sorry I, that sounded gross um but uh you know we've talked about john claude van damme before in here and 88 films has been putting out a lot of the Jean claude van damme stuff but now Kino's getting into the john claude van damme game and uh not only are they getting into it but they're doing it in 4k so uh, yes they're going hard
1: and this is John Woo's, I believe, first American film. Is it? Uh, after coming over from Hong Kong, making all those great movies in Hong Kong, like of Hard course, Boiled, The Killer. Yeah, and of course, ben not Kimono. too long after this, he would do Face Off. Yes, he would. <laughs> yes. Yes, he would. But before that, he would do Broken Arrow. Yeah, Broken Arrow. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that movie. I don't know that's a hot take. No, it's not good. <laughs> but this is not – this release here is getting – Not only the U.S. theatrical cut, but the unrated director's cut as well, which I believe has only been available on a VHS edition way back when. I think I read that somewhere. I probably had that at some point. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's something pretty big. And, of course, it's going to get... A new spiffy new remaster, I assume.
0: It's saying uh, I'm seeing down here in the comments, Kino, in Kino, uh, Kino's saying that uh, they did an interview with John Woo for this ooh. edition and said he wouldn't agree to do it, it unless they uh, restored his, that uncut edition. Oh, nice. So he that's why it's on here is that he he wouldn't do any any special features, I guess, for it if uh, he didn't uh, get that unrated director's cut on there. So. Uh,
1: now, Steven, do you already own this in previous editions? I think I have a Blu-ray. Uh, I think I have a Blu-ray
0: that's in like a like a, a four movie pack of John Cusack oh, okay. damn movies. Yeah,
1: they did. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I think it's really got cool. like the Quest
0: on it, and maybe like Bloodsport, and so I have I have this movie, but it's in like a four pack or something.
1: Cool. So that's a pretty big release. Um, for,
0: for us or for me for us for me I'm not even
1: that big of a Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, <laughs> person I just don't own that movie at all so I mean now would be the best time to get it now, now you have it's for your John Woo area
0: yeah and
1: I, I need it for my John Woo section yeah yeah um I I need to fill out that section actually but anywho the next the next film is called The Devil's Eight and this movie is a team-up release between Kino and Scorpion releasing we know they've been teaming up a lot lately um, I know nothing about this movie other than like it looks pretty cool.
0: Well, I um, can t- I can tell you one thing. I uh, to kind of uh, connect it to something else. Like uh, we're going to talk about Severin later, and the director of this film, um, also directed a couple recent Severin releases. Oh, uh, he directed okay, Grizzly and Day of the Animal. Um, oh, so all right, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, you know what I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I'm thinking of the main actor was in both of the movies. Oh, that's okay. it, that's it. Yes. I Christian. just
1: love this tagline. Yeah. The eight you'll love or hate. Oh okay. All they had was <laughs> a skill for violence and nothing to lose but their lives.
0: <laughs> nice yeah the, the, the main actor Christopher George was in them two movies that's what okay. I okay
1: mean. yep it does say that Christopher yeah. George Grizzly Day of the Animals Mortuary yeah. wonder what that movie's about <laughs> so, sounds like death probably a <laughs> living people no <laughs> yeah. dead people it is getting a new 2k master so they are they are doing that so uh, so the next film was another Vincent Price film and this is uh, Edgar Allan Poe's "The Tomb of Ligeia, Ligeia, or yeah, Ligeia? That, sound, that sounds good. And you know what's crazy? I've seen this movie and I can't yeah, remember what the
0: pronunciation. I, is. Well, I've <laughs> seen this movie, and to be to be honest, I can't even really remember it that well. I know I've seen it though because I, I watched that whole set. It's also in the Arrow set. So yes,
1: and it um, it's directed by once again Roger Corman. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, I, I think it's Tomb of Ligeia. That's that sounds good. I think it does. Um, There's a note down here in the comments. Here. I don't know if you see it. Yeah. Uh Something to do with. Uh, da, da, da. It
0: says, thanks to good people at Arrow, yes. we were able to fix a minor edit issue with the comedy of terror. Okay. So that's a different movie. Oh, I don't know why they put it <laughs>
1: under this and not under comedy of terrors. Yeah, I don't know. Something to do with a missing edit and they were able to restore it, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Must be an important second. Okay, I just wanted to put that in there. I didn't know if it had to do with this release, but still important. Um, yeah, too, it's another – this movie's another like Roger Corman, Vincent Price, like Edgar Allan Poe adap- quasi-adaptation. Um, I dig all these. They're so – like I, I mean, said, I, so I, I'm definitely
0: into them, as you said, as like more of a time capsule thing. They're not all great movies, to, you know. Um, no. Except you for know, the next one. I'm, I'm excited to do it.
1: This movie is actually pretty great. I mean, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. The, uh, next movie is comes out a little bit later in Vincent Price's uh, filmography, if you will, and this is uh, Theater of Blood. Come came out in 1973, so this is several years later down the line. And this movie is kind of brilliant. It, Basically, it Vincent Price plays a, a like a killer, like a serial killer who's killing people. Well, th- by using like Shakespearean plays.
0: Th- think, think if. Think about the movie Birdman, and if Keaton became like a killer, and he like—I mean, of course he's not Shakespearean, but you know what I mean. Like, it's right. a, it, the movie's about uh, actor—the relationship between actors and critics—and like, yes. this takes it to like a, a like a absurd very, level, yeah, absurd yeah. level
1: of violence. Yeah, he. Yeah, Vincent Price is an actor who I think he used to be like brilliant, and he's just not anymore or critics have just been panning him i think so yeah i think around, they just
0: never really gave him his due And yeah like, and like he's just really like um just bitter about it yeah, so he's now he's finally gonna
1: get so it he, he just goes yeah. he just goes around killing them yeah and, and it all, he and kills them all in very
0: shakespearean ways
1: yeah he stages yeah. them all for different shakespearean plays so maybe like, he's
0: like saul he's like jigsaw <laughs> it's
1: kind of like but- <laughs> that <laughs> Oh man, I just but recently it, did a, a binge of all those movies. Yeah, but uh. this
0: this did have a twilight time release. Um and I got that one, but I think I am okay. going to I might buy this again cuz if, if we haven't said, but all these movies have got these nice slipcovers. They do. Um, so I might
1: rebuy this one because it's got a nice slipcover artwork. Um and the yeah, and the the slipcovers, they do tell us this, which is kind of nice are limited to the first 2,500 copies. Yeah. I think of each of these movies, as I'm reading this well. And also, while these, like I said earlier, are have been put out in other forms, whether it's through the Shout Factory release, uh, release collections here in, in the States, or overseas with that Arrow edition, the uh, Six Gothic Tales, you said, Stephen? Yeah. Um, this These are getting, looks like, a new commentary on each one, or... Yeah, this is like a new commentary for each one, so there is something new. Yeah, but I think they're the same, going to be the same at least for I think here, they're probably going to be the same picture quality that were on those Shout yeah. Factory releases. Arrow kind of does their own stuff when it comes to, um, picture and sound quality. So I don't know what the comparison will be between these here and that one there, um, just because Arrow's on a they're on a whole different game. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple of more releases here, Stephen. Just um, two more, actually. There's a movie yeah. called the the blue, no blue beard, blue beard, also known as Landrew color, um, and there is an I think there's a blue. No, Panther. that was it. What am I looking for? I
0: think one's there's two releases here. It yes, Blue Panther and Blue Beard. Yes,
1: and then Blue Panther is also known as Marie Chantelle versus Doctor Ka. And Hmm. these are both getting 4K restorations from original camera negatives and new commentaries. So, yeah.
0: Hmm. I wonder what the connection is. Are they both from the Um, same filmmaker?
1: uh, It it looks like they are. Yeah. They're both from Claude Chabrol. They're both part of the French New Wave. Yeah. And they've been doing that with a couple of... They've gotten a couple of those French New Wave releases. Um, I think they got something from Jean-Luc Godard. I don't remember. But... Yeah, that's interesting. I For some reason, I thought Criterion had all of those directors' stuff. Like, I thought they had all Godard. I thought they had all Truffaut. Yeah. I thought they had all Claude Chabrol. I know they have all of um, Agnes Varda.
0: No, oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, it's also her birthday today. Ah, oh, Um yeah. Happy um, birthday, Agnes. Uh, the, the, yeah, I'm passed on now. But, well, I know that, but still. Yeah. <laughs> just passed on. yeah, but May 30th is when we're recording this. Um, So, yeah, it's... Agnes father's birthday today. So if you see all that on social media, you know, you know what it's from. And then last the last, one. last and certainly not least but the most vaguest, is it looks like Kino's putting out a 4K UHD release of Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight, the film mm. from 1998 based off of the I believe the Elmore Leonard novel of the yeah. same name. But this stars George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, Ving Rhames, Don Cheadle's in it. Catherine Keener, Dennis Farina. I love this movie. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> this is oh, a I, mean, welcome, I, know, I know
0: you're a Soderbergh fan. A this is a Soder-
1: welcome, welcome release. I can't yeah. wait for this. Um, I think it desperately needs it because this this Blu-ray is kind of old.
0: I was gonna say it's been a while. So, I mean that that came yeah. out near the beginning.
1: Yeah, that must yeah. this that Blu-ray may be from like the late two thousands, yeah. or if not early early twenty tens, like two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. Um, so this is a welcome remaster and release. Um, I, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Soderbergh movies. I think this is the best uh, acting performance by Jennifer Lopez in her acting career. Look,
0: look. let's not forget Made in Manhattan.
1: Okay? Oh, I've seen that movie way too many times. I've seen that, Whoa. and I've seen The Wedding Planner way too many times.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> on purpose?
1: Uh, you know what it was? They would always <laughs> play them on, like, on cable. Yeah, like yeah. TNT yeah. or no TBS or whatever, Look, they would just play that all the time. So when I was younger, let's was not forget r- r- n- it. Now no,
0: on a more serious note, let's not forget yeah. about the movie she did called Enough, where she's oh. fighting against a uh, her her abusive husband.
1: Oh, I do remember that movie. Yes, yeah, she's still acting. She's still acting. She's still trying. All
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I all right. No, no, yeah, she's fine.
1: Um, I, I'll do say I did like that movie Hustlers. The and then where, uh,
0: she did Selena, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Early yeah. on in her career, she's yeah. great in that. Yeah. I think that that actually predates um, Out of Sight. Yeah. yeah, I think a year by like a year or two. Um, she was also uh, one of the Fly Girls in In Living Color, yeah. which I watched a lot as a child. Um, <laughs> more than I watched SNL. I watched SNL when I was older, but that's neither here nor there. So we're moving on now. That, moving that's on it, down yeah. the train.
0: Down to the next uh, the next uh, group of
1: releases and, now from Warner yeah, Archive. Yeah, and what's interesting about these is they, there's been nothing from Warner Archive directly regarding these releases. These are just out in the ether that people kind of picked up on. Basically leaks, if you will. And these have been floating around now for uh, at least over, over a week and a half. Um, and there's just a slate of the Warner Archive June releases, and June's right around the corner, so... These probably should be should be known by now, but uh, we have "There Was a Crooked Man," uh, "Guns for San Sebastian," uh, "Ziegfeld Follies," "It Happened at the World's Fair," "Chain Lightning," and then "Madame Curie." Hmm.
0: The the only one you know, I haven't seen any of these, but the one the uh, Ziegfeld Folly, uh, yeah, Ziegfeld
1: Follies is that's got a great
0: cast. Um, yeah,
1: this movie's like an all. That movie's like an all-time like musical, like about musical theater and stuff. Yeah, it's it got was, Fre-
0: Fred Astaire, uh, Lucille Ball. Um, I mean, Judy Garland's in it.
1: Yeah, it's in mean, – amazing. It's Jean it, I Kelly. Th- there are so many movies about, um, about or around the Ziegfeld. Oh, Ziegfeld. I keep confusing Ziegfeld. Um, <laughs> That's what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's about the showman extraordinaire Florence Ziegfeld. Yeah, uh, Ziegfeld, and yeah, there's been like several movies with that title or with Ziegfeld in the title. Like there was like the Great Ziegfeld, and then like Ziegfeld yeah, uh, yeah. Girls. Um, yeah, but I've always wanted to see Ziegfeld Follies. Um, yeah, I mean it's it, an it, MGM film. Yeah, um, and it's one of those MGM musicals from I want to say the. Forty? Nineteen forty six, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Forty
0: five? Forty
1: five, yeah. And I really want this movie. I you know, I think I've probably almost bought it on DVD several times. Um but out of these movies, the one I actually have seen was There Was a Crooked Man. Yeah. And that movie is is actually pretty good. It stars um Kirk Douglas and uh yeah, Kirk Douglas, um Burgess Meredith as well as, oh, why can't I remember his name? Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda's in it as well. And it's directed by Joseph L. Mankiewicz, who people should probably know. He was was a great director. Um, They just did a movie about his brother, Herman J. Mankiewicz, who who wrote the uh, screenplay for um, Citizen Kane. Um, And yeah, Joseph L. Mankiewicz is a great director. I have a section for him in my collection. Um, Yeah, he did like Cleopatra and... So many, so many movies. He did, uh, like I said, Cleopatra, Suddenly Last Summer, uh, Guys and Dolls, uh, Barefoot Contessa, All About Eve. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ghost and Mrs. Moyer. So, yeah, he's done a lot of movies. He's actually one of those directors. I think there's only like three of them who've won Best Director of, uh, Academy Awards in back-to-back years. He won one in 1949 and 1950. Okay. Um, the only other two people to do that were John Ford. And uh Alejandro, Alejandro Guns All you know, Ritu. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are the two on this list that I really, really want. Guns for San Sebastian, I kind of want because it has Anthony Quinn and Charles Bronson in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I just I don't know. You gotta know, I feel just like feel that like,
0: Charles Bronson section. Yeah,
1: I just I need more Charles Bronson. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of his and I just don't have a lot of his movies. But they've been getting a lot of releases lately. And when it comes to special features on these, there's nothing there's nothing here, so I have no idea. If these, if any of these are getting features, um, I don't know what the picture quality is going to look like. Uh, things are looking dire when it comes to Warner Archive, yeah. these days. I mean, we talked about it a bunch of times here, uh, but it's looking pretty, pretty quiet, pretty yeah, quiet in terms of marketing. Seems to be less and less attention to detail, um, the further we get along. Um, yep, and I mean, Warner Brothers just got sold off again to some other. Big ass company, so yeah, who knows what that means for physical media when it comes to their catalog titles? Yeah, um, I think their new stuff, mainstream stuff, they'll still be, yeah, that's out.
0: always going to keep getting Blu rays and yeah, but all moving right, moving on down the line, moving on up, uh, like George Jefferson. Mm, um, very
1: true, Stephen, you want to take it, take it yeah.
0: away? We're gonna go, we're gonna move on to Severin. Seven films, they uh, they released their August bundle. And I guess a special announcement we can go ahead and make. We did it on another show that might get released before this one. I'm not sure. Um, But uh, at the end of June, we are actually going to have a member of the Severin crew come on and talk about uh, some new releases and their, their sale that they have going on at the end of the month. So uh his name's Andrew and he I think he does the Severn Films podcast. So he's scheduled to to come on and talk with us uh at the end of the month. So that that's exciting. Right? Very much so. Yeah, you know, we'll get some inside scoop on, on how things are done at Severin and I I'm yeah. becoming a big fan of theirs. Um, you know, I've gotten a few of their releases. I've gotten their Andy Milligan set, their uh Al Adamson. Uh I recently got the Grizzly and um day of the animal releases I got their um I planned to it yeah 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 I got their Santa Sun gray um so and I'm probably gonna get these releases here because I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing here um with these august releases so we'll start I guess with the 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 the, the funny one um <laughs> which do we yeah yeah which if you listen to the Severn film podcast they go into uh, why uh, the kind of obvious outlier pick of Overboard being in the Severin collection. Because Severin's known for kind of being more like, uh, you know, exploitative kind of horror or like sex films and things like that. And Overboard's obviously not really in that in that, that area. But um, if you don't know what uh, Overboard is, Overboard's a, a, a film from, I think, what, 1980s? Um, I don't know the exact year. But it stars Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and uh, basically it's kind of like one of them amnesia movies where somebody loses their memory, and then in, in this case, uh, Goldie Hall loses her memory, and Kurt Russell kind of takes her in and says that that's it. he she's hurt his wife, and they kind of fall in love in the process. It's it's a, and this is apparently right around the time they they got together because they're married in real life.
1: Yes, they are. This movie did come out in 1987, great 87, year. 87, okay. Great year. Um, Directed uh, yeah. by Gary Marshall. Yes, the late uh, Gary Marshall. And yeah, this yeah this is, like Steve said, the most oddball movie for them to release. <laughs> but they're giving it a new 2K restoration from, yeah. from an interpositive, so they're going full tilt, full yeah. tilt with it. Um, this interview with screenwriter Leslie Dixon... Um, it is Region A locked, so that's kind of important to know if you're in yeah. overseas and want this release. Um, yeah,
0: Severin's an American, yes, they're an American. They're based out of California. We'll probably so. get
1: a whole like a nice background on Severin when when our guest comes on in about yeah. a month's time. Um, but yeah, they are an American company. Um, I don't actually own this movie at all, so I kind of yeah. want want if I want it, I guess this would be the release to get. There is already a Blu-ray. Of it around, and it's been a it's been a like a cheap cheap Blu-ray to get. Like I saw this in many many bargain sections at many yeah, many stores yeah. for the longest time.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I I don't own this yet, actually, so it's it's gonna be one that I grabbed, I mean, easy. And but honestly, the selling point for me is these other releases, because um, it's introducing a new filmmaker to me. And I'm always excited about that. And I've seen one of this filmmaker's movies. I, I ch- checked it out before this this podcast, and I really enjoyed it. The first and the one I have seen is the movie called Cannibal Man, uh, from the director, writer, director Eloy de la Um and he was apparently a very um, prolific and popular uh, p- filmmaker uh, in the '70s and '80s and. Uh, out of uh, Spain. And yeah, I watched the cannibal man, which is also uh, the other title for it is uh week, week of the killer, which I think is a better title and it fits the movie a lot better. But uh, basically week of the killer is about a man that uh, basically accidentally kills, kills a guy. And then it kind of like he has trouble hiding the bodies. So the body count just keeps building up, trying to hide the last murder he made. So it, it it's, it sounds it, – they kind of market this movie to be more like a horror movie, but it's not. It's more psychological than anything, but it's it's honestly really good. There's some some, some directing in here I really like too, so um, – but it's going to have two cuts of the film, um, extended version uh, of Week of the Killer, which is 107 minutes, which is the one I saw, um, and then the international version, uh, which they call The Cannibal Man, which is 98 minutes, and – it's gonna have cinema at the margins. Stephen Thrower and Doctor Sellen Shellen Rowan Leg on Eloy de la Glacius, and then you're gonna have Sleazy and the Strange interview with Carlos uh, Allegra, and then deleted scenes, trailer, and reversible artwork, and um, it's region free. So uh,
1: I noticed that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they, the, the weird thing is too, is that there is some audio stuff here. Like the version I watched has a, like a dub was a dubbed English version, like okay. a forced English version over top of Spanish language. So, uh, you know, it's going to have all that there for you. If you don't like listening to foreign language or reading subtitles, it does have a, an overdub version. that looks like that's well, going to come with it. So, but, um, are you interested in this release?
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Um this is very interesting. This is part of uh yeah, this is I would say this is part of the Video Nasties where we're basically like do like these like misunderstood shockers of the 70s as I'm reading yeah. here. Um and it just yeah, it looks fascinating to me. Um and I love the way you describe it. Um I also yeah. really love the cover. <laughs> the cover yeah, is yeah. just wild. Yeah, um,
0: apparently, yeah, I I was listening to some stuff about it. Um, and they say they they said that when they came up with the cover they they felt like it encapsulated the movie a lot better than some of the other advertisement from when it first came out. And I agree it, this definitely encapsulates the movie a lot better. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the most shocking parts of the movie. so it it really works. but um, it has a nice slip cover that's coming with it uh, along with overboard. So um and yeah, there's another one of his films that are getting that's getting released too, right? Yeah, well, the the actually all the rest of these movies are all from oh. Eloy De La Glacias.
1: Okay, um, so yeah. take it away. I'm t-
0: yeah, so <laughs> the next the next group uh, is actually a collection of films. It's three films, um, and they're it, it's pronounced um, kinky. And yeah, you know, we we when we hear kinky, we think like sexy or you know, kind of you know, kind of. But it's more it's more talking about it's the the name for the genre. You know, that's in in Spanish, of course, pronounced in Spanish, spelled differently with Q um, and not K-I-N-K-Y. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, alert, alluding to a subgenre um, call, uh, that was about like juvenile gang dramas, uh, you know, kind of like for us, the Warriors. Um, this was their kind of subgenre of juvenile gangs in, in Spain. Um, and it was called Kinky. And this is apparently three films that kind of fall into that um, spectrum uh, from him from this director and uh, the first one's called Navarro's and this the second one's called El Pico and then El Pico 2 so I'm not familiar with these yet I haven't you know I looked into them a little bit but there's no way to really watch them um, so um, but they're all films about apparently about gangs about the, the violence of gangs and all that and drug use apparently Um it's gonna have uh, looks like interviews uh, on Legacies from actor Jose Kirsten. Um, we got uh, Oh, oh uh, Pico's special features. is gonna have Blood in the Streets, the the kinky film phenomenon. An interview with uh, uh, kinky historian Mary Chris uh, Chrisetta and Tom Wilk Wilk Taker. Um, and then there'll be a trailer and then. El Pico 2 is going to have uh, queerness, crime, and the uh, Bosque conflict in the kinky films of El, uh, uh, Eloy de Iglesias, a panel with scholars Alejandro Melero and Paul Julian Smith, uh, moderated by Evan uh, Percule and of Ask, Ask Anybody. So, yeah, I mean, I. It, a lot to discover here.
1: Yes. And they're all getting newly remastered from the original camera negatives, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. There's a lot here. And I think there's one more too. Yeah. Did, uh, you, you already mentioned
0: it. No, it's but, a film called no one heard, uh, no one heard the scream.
1: Oh, I wonder what that's about. Hmm.
0: Well, I'm hearing it's, uh, about a scream maybe. Uh, oh. but, but it, I think this one's kind of like a giallo, um, yeah it says a father of Spanish giallo um so yeah I mean I I, once again don't know much about this one but I'm I'm interested it looks like it's got one interview going with it um from Dr. Andy Willis um on this you know particular genre from uh Iglesias so yeah they're all regent free um
1: and that's all from the Severn bundle anything you want to add yeah, they're all they all look fascinating to me. Uh the plot for this film specifically uh, feels a lot like Rear Window. Okay. Uh look like from what I'm reading, it just feels it says like apparently a woman witnesses um her neighbor disposing of his wife's his wife's corpse. Um Yeah. Will she yeah, well you know, is she gonna be an accomplice or is she not? I don't know. It looks very interesting. Um very interesting. Also yeah. And like you said, it does feel very gialli or geolos. esque Gialli? I don't even know. How, I don't even know the proper terminology yeah. for all of that. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested. Cool. And like you said, like these films are kind of tough to get, at least in any decent quality. And Severin seems to be going full tilt when it comes to delivering the best quality possible for these types of movies yeah Um, you know i feel like i feel like
0: them and vinegar syndrome kind of fall in the same you know area when it comes to their type the type of films um which if you know we didn't mention earlier vinegar syndrome's got a a a big sale going on right now um the half year i think halfway to black friday sales what they call it yeah that was happening
1: this weekend but by the time this episode's up it may be over (laughs) it may
0: be it might be (laughs) over by then um yeah we, you know, we're not going to go over it because they're still releasing stuff. Maybe we'll go over it next time, but um, uh, kind of an aftermath maybe talk on it. But uh, we, did, I think, I mean, I don't know if you're still picking it up, but I did pick up Six String Samurai.
1: Yeah, I um, still got to order that. That's probably what I'm going to do after after we're done recording. Yeah, because I'll probably be doing that. Yeah, it's, I want, it, that's, that's, it that's looks That's the one release I really want.
0: Yeah, it looks amazing.
1: All right. But do you, you want to move over to imprints now? Let's do it. Let's move over to Australia with imprint, <laughs> so there is another there's a slate of films coming from via vision or imprint films whatever you wanna say it uh wherever you want to, wherever you wanna do um and it's a it's a familiar back catalog slate i think of i don't know if they're all paramount films or no they're not but they're all they're all films that I'm kinda of glad are getting. Some Blu-ray releases, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the films are Double Jeopardy, As Good As It Gets, Drugstore Cowboy, Chinese Chinese Box, Days of Heaven, and The Straight Story. So, just jumping into Double Jeopardy, because <laughs> it's a 90s thriller. It's, it's all thrilling, starring uh Tommy Lee Jones and Ashley Judd. Um, I actually really like this movie. I think I watched it recently, like over the last two years or so, for the, the first time.
0: Yeah,
1: It may have been streaming somewhere um it's just it's such a I mean I would say it's not a throwback now but if if you were back around I think came out 99 that era of like yeah you know uh 90s thrillers if you will um yeah I I dug it I really liked it but this release
0: um, have you know it's a decent film I mean look if you know me we've talked about this before the director I'm not really a fan of some of his work um, he he did the, uh, you know, and Criterion people don't hate me, but uh, he did a cr- couple Criterion films. He did that uh, Breaker's Warrant. Was that
1: Bruce Beresford? Is yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. his name?
0: Yeah. F- completely forgot. Yeah. He, he did that and he did the other one, uh, Mr. Johnson. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't get into them movies. I, oh, okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. was something about them. I just I, didn't get into them.
1: <laughs> I didn't even realize that that was the same director. Yeah. Because. Yeah. The, those movies could not be more different than this he, movie. What he also, <laughs> like well, he also
0: not, did, Driving Miss Daisy,
1: ah, another completely different movie. Yeah. Oh man, that that's and that
0: doesn't age very well.
1: That's not yeah. <laughs> of all the best picture winners, that one's still still rather puzzling.
0: Yeah. Um. But this is a decent decent. Yeah, kind but Double Jeopardy is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I
1: mean, I dig it. It's a '90s like kind of espionage thriller. Um basically i think it's also dealing with amnesia as well it didn't like um
0: well i know i know that that if i remember you know, ashley judd who was in like all the thrillers of this time yeah um she gets like framed for her husband's or like disappearance or yeah i mean it's that's about all i remember of it it's been a while i know tommy lee jones plays like the didn't he play, like, the cop that's investigating, or...
1: Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think she has amnesia. She used to be some type okay. of, like... It's like a Jason... It reminds me a lot of Jason Bourne. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. <laughs> Bourne identity. Where, like, I think she had amnesia, and, like, this is, like, her... where And then she's, like... She went off the grid, like, left that old life behind, but she did, she has amnesia, so she doesn't remember it. It's her yeah. getting her old memories back and becoming her old self again. Um, it's, a, it's a cool, like, 90s thriller. It reminds me, like... Like La Femme Nikita and stuff like that, uh, but for this release, it's getting a 1080p high definition presentation, audio commentary by film historian Scott Harrison, the making of Double Jeopardy Showtime Double Special, theatrical trailer, English uh, Dolby Digital 2.0 and 5.0. That's a little, that's <laughs> a little weak there. For come on, no lossless track, no no DTS HD Master, nothing like that. Anywho. Uh, aspect ratio two three five to one. Theatrical trailer. Optional English subtitles. Limited edition slipcase on the first two thousand with unique artwork. Um, the artwork's not, not not that unique. But I was going to say that's
0: just the. I mean, I guess the maybe poster. the inner
1: artwork is more unique. I guess the inner artwork must be what they think about. I guess what they're talking because about
0: because that slip cover is just the poster. Yeah, it's
1: just the poster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet again, the imprint titles are are rather expensive. Uh, they are numbered. Uh, so they are like kind of limited, literally. And-
0: now, 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 I know we once again we yeah we get on them get on them about being expensive, but I guess it's just you know that's the thing that happens when they're sometimes they're overseas, you know, for right. us. Um, you know, if they were, you know, from the States, if they um, were a UK-based company, we probably wouldn't be complaining too no, much.
1: I mean, the, the shipping would still be expensive it even would if but we're, even we're if they talking were like state side i I, I, saw, I
0: saw a friend yeah. you know aaron apparently got this bundle already he bought it oh. and he showed showed me the receipt $45 in shipping yeah that's nuts that's crazy right
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's a, that's as much as you can the bu- buy like, i mean the bu- i mean you like can buy the two bundle is $180 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's expensive yeah but I, I guess you probably save by buying the bundle Versus buying them individually. Yeah, I mean, you say it like 30 something
0: percent, but it's like yeah. that shipping takes takes it all back. Take, takes
1: it all back and yeah. then some. Yeah. Um, but moving on, uh, but yeah, like forty five dollars, you can buy two criterions at the Criterion sale for that price. Yeah, and still have maybe like a couple of bucks left over. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do math. <laughs> uh, but once again, we are we're we're talking about a movie from the nineties. It is as good as it gets. Mm. This is a movie starring uh, Jack Nicholson, as well as Greg Kinnear, as well as Helen Hunt. Um, I've always been a big fan of this movie. I love this um, movie. I watched this movie when I was younger, probably around when it came out, and I actually, I've never owned it. This movie actually had a Twilight Time release what? many years ago. Did it? And it was probably one of Twilight Time's like, first releases where I'm like, what company is this? <laughs> Who are they?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've been waiting for a Blu-ray for this bitch for a while. Yeah, sorry, I, I will, sorry for cussing.
1: Yeah, that's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> You're forgiven. But uh, yeah, as good as it gets, this, th- th- yeah. So it was, yeah, this thing's a long one. So uh, this, this Blu ray from Twilight Time came out in 2012. Jeez. That's how long ago I remember seeing Twilight Time being around. And this is when they were at Screen Archives. And I mean, there's, they're back there now, but this was before they moved to their own site. Yeah. Um, and you could only get it through Screen Archives. Um, yeah, this was one of their earliest releases. Um, you can still buy this release uh, on Amazon, third-party uh, market sellers for a, a hundred and seventy-five dollars.
0: Don't, <laughs> no, don't even say it, man. It's not even worth saying.
1: <laughs> it's, even worse. It's, it's, it's more of a joke than anything. It's a
0: joke. Yeah.
1: yeah. it's pretty much a joke. I'm really surprised no one else has like reissued this or picked up the license. It's a Best Picture winner with Helen Hunt well, and no, Jack it's an Nicholson. O- I thought it was a, I think it's a nominee. No, it's a it Best a winner. Picture winner. No, Stephen, it's not. Pretty sure it's not. Are you really? Because ninety-seven I swear was, won one best picture. Ninety-seven was Titanic.
0: Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's all I know. You know what? You know what I'm thinking of is that that he won best actor.
1: Didn't he win best actor? Oh man, I think I'm not gonna look this up. Now look uh, it but, up,
0: please. Please let yeah, me be but, right about something.
1: Yeah, as good as it gets though is <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson, James is L. Like, Brooks
0: is in it. Yeah, D- yeah. Uh, dis-
1: the director isn't uh, Jack Nicholson. He's like a. Uh, not a hypochondriac, but he's like a germaphobe or is something. He's like a germaphobe. Yeah. yeah,
0: and he, uh, you know, he's obsessive compulsive, and and th- you know he does, you know, he's like he like locks the door like in like th- and then he'll, numbers he'll three numbers of like three. And then he the lock like three times. And, yeah, yeah, and he, and he doesn't step on cracks on the ground and things like that.
1: Yeah, what happens is Greg Kinnear is his artist is his is an artist who's like his neighbor, and he's like the complete opposite. He, he um, he's he he plays a gay his yeah, gay an neighbor, <laughs> which, and what happens is he yeah. g- he gets like attacked one night. Yeah. And basically uh, Jack Nicholson has to take care of his dog now. And yeah. Jack Nicholson doesn't like the dog at all. Well, he doesn't, uh, he
0: doesn't even let anybody in his apartment
1: yeah, at all. But like, he just takes care of this dog and he just like, they end up bonding and stuff and yeah. whatnot. Um, and at the same yeah.
0: time, he goes to this diner where Helen Hunt is his waitress Working. and, you know, he, he you know, he's into her a little bit, but And she kind of finds him endearing, though strange. And so like a bond comes between them in this kind of weird way. Yeah.
1: He goes to that diner and he brings his own silverware or his own like, yeah. (laughs) Like he just does. And I'm pretty sure he's like. And he's always
0: rude to everybody. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause he probably has like no like filter or anything like that. Okay. So this movie did win two Oscars. It did win for best actor in a leading role in Jack Nicholson. Yes and did win Best Actress in a Leading Role Damn, for I'm Helen good. Hunt. Damn, it I'm It was. Good. It was nominated for Best Picture. I know,
0: I, yeah. I, 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 if I'd have thought about the year, then I would have known. But yeah, I, and yeah.
1: Pre- yeah, and I'm pretty, yeah.
0: We know LA Confidential should have won that year. I should oh, remember uh, that,
1: so. Yeah, that was when, yeah, and Kim Basinger ended up winning that year. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but um, you, speaking of LA Confidential, everybody should go and listen to our episode we did on LA Confidential. Oh, back, on, back in the Cinema Discovery Project days. That is what we call a plug. <laughs> a I
0: plug, an unnecessary plug, but a plug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, any listen, any listeners or viewership or whatever is, is important, regardless yeah, of guess. episodes. But back to this release of As Good As It Gets, um, we are getting a 1080p high-definition presentation, audio commentary with director James O. Brooks and actors Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, and Greg Kinnear. New featurette on James L. Brooks from 2021. Hello, um, new actor featurette. It just—I don't know. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, it could be anyone. Uh, new visual essay by filmmaker, writer, and programmer Ian uh, Montiani, I believe, yeah. from 2021. Yeah, Isolated yeah. score, English Dolby Digital 2.0, 5.1. Why are we skipping out on the audio here? Um, theatrical trailer, optional English subtitles, then limited edition slipcase. On the first 2000s with unique artwork. Yet again, the unique artwork isn't quite it, unique. It um,
0: just looks like Nicholson's
1: face. Yes, it is. And yeah. yeah, I love how the inner artwork is just a different pose of Nicholson's face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, look, we got to have some fun sometimes, guys. I mean, look, yeah. we love these labels. I'm going to buy this, no matter. I mean, I'm buying this.
1: I mean, right uh, now, there's not many options to getting this movie. Well, yeah, but either way,
0: look, these are still great releases, though yes, it's funny are. sometimes we, the way they describe some of these things. But Oh, um, well, you
1: got, yeah, you got to sell it. Come on now.
0: Yeah, yeah. We know how it is. I'm definitely buying this. I've been yeah. waiting for a Blu-ray for this for a while. and uh, Yeah, it and looks the, like
1: As Good As It Gets has gotten a Blu-ray release in every single country on the planet. Yeah. set
0: for the U.S. Well,
1: the well, U.S. has one, but it's it's... At a print, so. it's tough to get. Yeah, there's not one. There's not another one here. I bet you know what you know. What's going to happen, right? This
0: is going to come out. Oh yeah, and and then Kino's going to put it out. Um, I'm
1: surprised they didn't pick up the license for it. already.
0: It, I I bet you they're going to do it. It's going to be they've Kino. Been
1: pick, they've been picking up all the other like t- Twilight Time, um, yeah, licenses that have. been I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I might wait.
0: Yeah. I might wait because the Kino release might be cheaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it's going to have these these um feature these special features. That audio it might be, be better. You keep complaining about the audio. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't know why I'm an ass about that. Um <laughs> Just because, I mean, for, for even for Blu-ray, why are we still going back to the old, the old audio formats? We should be, I mean, you don't really need it for a film like this, but I don't know. Just see for that price. You might as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh But moving on now down the line to mo- a movie that, uh, I'm excited as hell to get so any Blu-ray release anywhere. It does have a Blu-ray release, I think, in other countries, but nothing here. Uh, and I've been I've had this on DVD for years. And this is uh, Gus Van Sant's film, Drugstore Cowboy from 1989. This movie is amazing and doesn't get talked about enough. Um, this movie yeah. stars Matt Dillon, Kelly Lynch. Um, yeah, this movie's this movie's amazing. I don't. I, I mean, can't say enough I, about I, I haven't it.
0: seen it, but. Um... I'm gonna watch it because it's on Tubi, so I can easily watch it. Um, and uh, your with your recommendation, I'm, I'm probably gonna pick this one up too. Yeah, eventually. I really dig this
1: movie. It's it's I believe it's the film he did before he did My Own Private Idaho. Okay, but it's, it's in that same vein of like, uh, and I love these types of movies of like lost youth yeah. and just people who you know it's it's that whole rebel without a cause thing, like yeah. just youth just having no purpose and just kind of trying to figure their lives out. And, you know, sometimes things go bad. Sometimes things uh, get better and it's just a roller coaster ride. So the movie's Uh,
0: got a very, it didn't really have a narrative structure to it. It's just kind of like following.
1: I think, well, it does, Okay, but basically um, they're all like these young kids who are like drug addicts and stuff. Um, Matt Dillon and Kelly Lynch's characters are married. So they're like a young couple, who are just like kind? Of, they're just going around robbing stores to feed their drug habits, and yeah, it's just a really, really interesting kind of film about lost youth and dysfunctional, you know, substitute families and things like that. Yeah. It's a really great film. But anywho, this is getting a release with a bunch of new features: uh, 1080p high definition presentation, vintage making of documentary, which I assume is from the DVD. Then the new stuff starts rolling in. New visual essay by filmmaker Chris O'Neill, new featurette on Gus Van Sant, new composer featurette, new writer featurette, new actor featurette. I'm assuming that those are just like placeholders.
0: Yeah, like, like we said before, if they don't say yeah. any any more detail, it's probably because you're still working on them. Yeah, they're still
1: working on yeah. it. But those are all from 2021. And then you have a theatrical trailer and then English Dolby Digital 2.0. So yeah, come on now. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, oh, what are we doing? Uh, I mean, it's going to get a movie that doesn't need it, but th- that's like DVD-level audio quality, Stephen. I'm getting that here. So what
0: is, What should it say?
1: <laughs> uh, DTS HD Master would be nice, yeah. even in 2.0 or, you know, yeah, this doesn't need a 5.1 because nothing really there for that, but come on, Digital 2 that's the same, same audio that I have on the DVD. <laughs> what are we doing here? Make it worth my wild. Uh, limited edition slipcase on the first two thousand copies with unique artwork, um, yeah.
0: Okay,
1: I dig it. I want
0: it. I, I, yeah, I can tell.
1: Yeah. And next is a movie <laughs> that I actually haven't seen called Chinese Box from nineteen ninety seven. Uh, Stephen, you said you've seen this movie.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, it. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's an interesting kind of romance historical. Uh, I guess you, I guess it's I don't know I don't think it's based on any true story, but it's it's based within a true event um and w- when um the British who were colonizing in China uh finally left China in in the in the mid 90s um and I guess China became their own Republic after that complete their completely their own Republic and so the story is a, around Jeremy Irons, who's like a jur- a British journalist and he's kind of hanging around still and he kind of falls in love with this um woman there and it's it, it
1: he also finds Sounds out he
0: has like uh, kind of a an illness and I don't want to give away too much Yeah, don't give away, don't give away. it not give it away. It's it's a decent film. I, I I you know the I feel like I didn't look into it but I am pretty sure they actually shot in China, I would assume, because it looks it looks like it's it's China, but um because <laughs> I've been there. Um but uh <laughs> you know, but uh yeah, it's, it, it looks like of- it, it has a lot of like scenery, good scenery yeah. in it. So it feels like that that they're De- definitely in Hong Kong or in that area. Yeah, it, it is
1: set in Hong Kong. And okay. I believe, yeah, there was there's a lot of historical things to go with Hong Kong, but, um, yeah, this is director Wayne, we- uh, Wayne Wong, uh, who directed the joy luck club. So this movie is getting a new 2020, 1080p high definition 2k restoration. Yeah. That sounds nice. Audio commentary with co-writer slash director Wayne Wong and critic Roger Garcia. New featurette on Wayne Wong, new composer featurette, Chinese Box Home Movies featurette, uh, original aspect ratio 185 to 1, and it looks like we're getting a theatrical trailer, and English Dolby Digital 2.0, limited edition slipcase, on the first 2,000 copies with unique artwork. And yeah, that is Chinese Box from 1997.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a pretty good film. I mean, I love Jeremy Irons. I, I think he's a great actor.
1: Um, yeah, I think he's still a great actor.
0: No, nah, he's not good anymore. Nah, he yeah. No, he sucks now.
1: People, people's, I guess. Uh, just kidding, talents wane, I guess.
0: No, nah, he's um, good.
1: Next is a movie that I think many of us. I know Stephen and I, and probably the the listening public, are very, very familiar with, and that is Days of Heaven, mm. which is uh, a film by the great Terrence Malick. Um, this is his his film that he did after Badlands, and this is this is the last movie he did for like twenty years until he did um, the Thin Red yeah. Line. Um, So, Days of Heaven. This has already gotten a Criterion release years ago, which I think is now out of print. So, if you can get it, while you can get it, while you can. And Paramount here is re-releasing it uh, by themselves, uh, because I don't know for some some reason. Uh, But (laughs) this is getting yeah. This is this is an amazing movie. I can't really yeah like really describe. You can't quite describe a Terrence Malick movie. It's it's pretty tough.
0: I mean, unless you're talking about his more narratively you know, driven movies. I mean, this has got a narrative to it. I mean, it's, it's yes. got, it's about a farmer who falls in love with this woman. And then he tries to like, get her to fall, you know, like to, to marry this like rich guy that they work for.
1: I'm pretty sure it takes place during um, the great depression. Where, yeah. And like, uh, where people were just like traveling around, look traveling around specifically Westward looking for work. And, um yeah the movie stars Richard Gere, Brooke Adams, Sam Shepard and Linda Manns and I think Richard Gere and Brooke Adams I think are they they're a couple but they're pretending to be brother and sister I guess for for some reason. Um yeah, it it's a great movie. Yeah. It gorgeous cinematography, my oh, god. Yeah, yeah. My goodness.
0: This is one of the shortest Malick movies. It's only 94 minutes long.
1: Yeah, it's, it this was <laughs> back before his movie were super super long. Uh, but it, this has a 1080p high-definition restored digital transfer, supervised and approved by director Terrence Malick. They had to put all that there. Uh, <laughs> new audio commentary by film scholar Adrian Martin from 2021. New editor featurette from 2021. New composer featurette from 2021. New visual essay on Linda Manns by filmmaker Chris O'Neill from 2021. And English Dolby Digital 2.0 slash 5.1. Uh, trailer, English subtitles, limited edition slipcase on first two thousand copies with unique artwork, and it's just the movie poster. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have the Criterion already, I don't know if you necessarily need this if, unless you want the new the new special features. Yeah, and I don't know what the Paramount release is having uh, in comparison to this one, so I don't know if it's worth if it's worth I guess. Yeah, for me... Doubling I, or bo- tripling by? I, what I didn't
0: end up getting the Days of Heaven Criterion. It was one of the movies where I love the movie, and I just, for some reason, never got it. Oh, um, okay then. So I might be getting this. Um, so, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm In not way. getting that Paramount release with that shitty artwork.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. God, that artwork's terrible. The artwork on a lot of those releases are some of the laziest stuff you'll ever see. Uh, but, so moving on now to... The Straight Story, and this is a film by one of my absolute favorite directors of all time, and that is the great David Lynch, of course, director of many great films, Blue Velvet, um, uh, Mulholland Drive, of course, he was responsible for the the epic uh, television series Twin Peaks, but this is a movie unlike any other movie in his filmography. Yeah. It is The Straight Story, and and that is an appropriate title because this movie is so even keel so yeah so like complete you the complete opposite of everything you know about david lynch is kind of in this movie um in the sense like his movies are typically rather harsh they're very uh, aggressive they're mystical they're magical they're they're a mind trip this movie's so so not that it just stripped down to basic humanity and it's a it's a stunningly beautiful movie in every, in every sense of the description. Uh, basically this is, there's this elderly man who's in his seventies based on a true story portrayed by Richard Farnsworth in an amazing performance, um, who stars as Alvin Strait And basically he's going to ride his sit down lawnmower <laughs> or tractor. Uh, um, yeah, 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 his lawnmower, <laughs> lawnmower, uh, basically to go from from Iowa to Wisconsin to visit his brother who's just had a stroke and it's a, it's a, it's his estranged brother who he hasn't talked to in 10 years because they had a falling out and you just follow him on a six-week journey uh and you just and it just goes through like the people he meets and just exploring life and just everything man wow. and what's so yeah. beautiful about it is there's no nothing in the movies forced. Yeah. there's no like conflict when he's on the road like someone tries to rob him or he gets into trouble or anything like that no just just moving just moving along it's beautiful just I mean beautiful there's movie. definitely
0: conflict but it's not like people yeah. are, people are not necessarily conflict. It's yeah like circumstance
1: basic, basically like a conflict like his 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 uh, lawnmower will break down or something.
0: Yeah, because I mean, he's driving. He's pulling this heavy tra- trailer behind him. Yes, That's not meant. You know, and of course, lawnmowers are not meant to go that distance and over hills and up yeah, hills. It, and- it can
1: only he can only go five miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but like that's like the extent of the problems he has is like. Like the lawnmower will break down, Needing money, needing more money or, or yeah, things yeah, like or Yeah, or like anything like that. But there's nothing like him getting into some type of shenanigans somewhere, getting wrapped up into some B-plot story nonsense. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um, it's a beautiful movie. And uh, I've had the DVD for years. I got it as a gift. I, I don't know if it was birthday or if it was Christmas, uh, but I've had the DVD for years, and I'm really glad this is getting a Blu-ray release. Yeah. I, I don't think this has one from anywhere.
0: No, um, not. I mean, if it does, it's it's maybe overseas, maybe. But um, one interesting thing, and, and it's not really ruining the movie for anybody that hasn't seen it, but one thing I, I, I kind of made a connection on and I thought was very interesting is when you get to the end of this movie and you you see who plays his brother, you get Harry Dean Winston oh, plays his Stanton. brother. Stanton. Or Stanton, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, plays his brother. And Harry Dean Stanton, his last movie was a movie called Lucky. yes was directed by john carol lynch and it yes, has it david lynch in it
1: yes it does he's well, in were, the movie were friends yeah, yeah
0: yeah and you know so i f- find this to be kind of it was kind of poetic that david lynch was involved in a similar type of movie about kind of like getting old and dealing with like that kind of stuff dealing with the world dealing with and they're both lynch is involved in both of them you know um, very true and yeah, I thought so, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah,
1: so the straight story does have a couple of Blu-ray releases uh recently in like Germany and Italy, um and and Spain, as well as Japan. And then I think that's
0: yeah. So, so basically
1: everybody else got to get Yeah, this everybody on else Blu-ray. got it but here, which yeah. is a running theme throughout everything. This is a movie coincidentally put uh put out by and currently owned by Disney. So And this is why I reason? thought it was so
0: surpri- surprising to me. I was like,
1: yeah, we're yeah, never going to get
0: this movie on Blu-ray. You know, you never,
1: never. I did thought it see so the day.
0: This gives me a lot of faith that Open Range is going to get a, a, a release maybe by, maybe by Imprint, because Imprint seems to be getting some stuff that's never been released.
1: Is that the Kevin Costner film?
0: Yeah, Kevin Costner, um, huh. uh, what's his name, um, plays in it too. Um, shit.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. Uh, from uh, from Damn Godfather. Oh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall,
1: Bobby Duvall, as we call him. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're both in that. It's Great Western, really good. Yeah,
1: that's a cast. Uh, uh, Directed Kevin by Costa, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, Robert Duvall, Diego Luna, Annette Bening is in it. Michael Gambon. Um, yeah, that's a good cast. I've never seen the movie actually. Never,
0: oh, it's Great Western. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, straight is, story. Straight story is a great release. It's it's def. I'm definitely buying this. Um, along with as good as it gets is the definite buys for me. Um,
1: yeah, great film. And, and for for de- details on it, 1080p high definition presentation from the restored 4K master. Okay, now we're playing with the big okay the big words. The big words. <laughs> um, and there's a new commentary by film critic uh, Peter Tonguette a new producer-slash-editor featurette, new featurette on the score, which is done by Angelo Badalamenti, so Twin Peaks fans, you'll know that name very much so, a new production design featurette, a new visual essay by filmmaker, writer, and programmer Ian Montiani, an English Dolby Digital 2.0 surround-slash-5.1 trailer, English subtitles, and then the limited edition uh, slipcase on the first 2000 with 2000 copies with the unique artwork. Um, and it is beautiful artwork. I'll say this out yeah. of all the other ones, this, this one's gorgeous looking. Um, you'll never find uh, David Lynch doing probably a special feature on, on any yeah. of his movies. He doesn't explain his movies, he doesn't talk about his movies, he doesn't even like his movies to have chapter breaks on like DVDs or Blu rays or anything. He just wants you to experience the movie itself, yeah. you know, truly unique. Um, yeah, I kind of if out of all of the imprint releases so far and there's been quite a few this one has has been one I really really want to, to shell out the cash for um, do it do it and I think that's all. that's everything yeah it's that's everything, everything from, from imprint.
0: imprint yep so now but we
1: saved yeah. uh, the biggest i guess for last <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah i guess
0: i mean Probably it's, physically. it's been a pretty hefty hefty episode um, yeah, I'm but feeling, now we're making feeling our feeling way it. down to Arrow Video's uh, August releases, and we got a a, a good a good a good lineup here. Um, mm-hmm. A few Indeed I haven't heard of, do. but but um, I think I think maybe they're interesting. Here we got Dinner in America. Um, yes, finally. Oh, is this something you've seen?
1: No, I haven't seen it, but it came out last year. Okay, and it hasn't gotten any distribution whatsoever. Uh, when it comes to uh, f- not even physical media, but even like I guess like theatrical one. It was one of those that was I think was at, um, like Sundance or okay. South by Southwest. And yet, yeah, it has no release anywhere on the planet well, right I now. Tell you, I can tell
0: you, I love the description of this movie. It says, "Uh, welcome to Dollhouse. Uh, Dollhouse collides with Napoleon Dynamite." With a added dose of the endless quotable dialogue of Heather's in dinner in America, a DIY love letter to being authentically yourself, finding your voice and being punk as fuck.
1: Nice. Or AF, as
0: they say. I'm going to say the words. (laughs) Nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not aware of this movie, but it sounds cool. Um, I love the artwork. Yeah. Going into the extras here, we got a high-definition 1080p Blu-ray presentation. We have an original 5.1 DTS HD master audio. Thank you. That's what this is supposed to be, apparently. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Original uh, English subtitles for the deaf and hard hard of hearing. You got a brand-new audio commentary with director Adam uh, Rahmier, um, producers David Hunter and Ross uh, Putman. Um, with lead actors Kyle Gardner and Emily Sigs, Skiggs, um, fan, uh, Fantaza International Film Festival 2020 live stream. Maybe that's the film festival you were talking about. Okay, yeah, I think it is. Q and A with Adam uh, Adam Resner and Emily. The, all the actors and cinematographer. All them wow, people.
1: That's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm assuming
1: yeah. like that may be like a like a zoom. A panel. Yeah. yeah. Or a zoom thing.
0: And also that it has more film festival stuff here. We got uh Pendan uh, Pen dance the Pendance Film Festival twenty twenty one live streamed, uh QA, um, trailer, image gallery, and reversible sleeve. Um yeah, I mean it, it looks like an interesting film. I mean, I I'm I don't know if I'll buy it right away, but uh I'd like to try to watch it first, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to watch it for like a year and it just it's impossible to watch anywhere. Yeah. I don't think I could even find it for like streaming to rent anywhere just cause it, it's one of those festival films that just kind of in the ether when it comes to distribution.
0: Yeah. All right. Next. Well, next on the, on the slate, we got a, uh, a film from, uh, from Kim, Kim, Yee Woo. Um, and this film is called, uh, a tale of two sisters. Um, I'm pretty sure Kim, Yee, Kim, you, uh, Ye, I, well, his name's in different ways. Yi Woo Kim uh, is the director of "I Saw the Devil."
1: Oh, yes, 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 he is. We did yes. a whole episode on that uh, dark and fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for uh, we did so, all our horror movies. If you've here. seen "I
0: Saw the Devil," then you might be knowing what you're going to get yourself in store for here, which is uh, maybe something kind of crazy, um, maybe something a little disturbing. A little, um, let's
1: put it lightly,
0: but uh, maybe. <laughs> But um, I haven't seen the film. Um, but it's got a long list of uh, special features here. Um, you want to run through them?
1: Yeah, the, holy. C-
0: you see them? Yeah, me. it's yeah, scaring him, me. Uh, that's,
1: yeah, that's that's uh, here we are. Let's, let's roll through this. <clears throat> You're a better reader than me. I'm
0: terrible okay. at pronouncing names and stuff. So
1: high definition 1080p Blu-ray presentation. Stephen, you do give 100% maximum effort though. I try.
0: I'm yeah. just terrible at, at pronouncing names and things. <laughs> uh,
1: or, yeah. Original DTS, uh, HD master, uh, 5.1 and uncompressed stereo audio optional English subtitles, brand new audio commentary by Korean cinema historian Pierce Conran and critic James Marsh audio commentary by writer, director, Kim Ji Woon, lighting cameraman, Seong Chul and cinematographer Lee mogay uh, audio commentary by writer, director, uh, Kim Ji-Woon and cast members, uh, Im Soo Jung and Moon Gyeong Young, uh, Always on the Move, The Dynamic, Camera, and Spaces of Master Stylist Kim Ji-Woon, a brand new visual essay by Korean cinema historian Pierce Conran, um, Spirits of the Peninsula, Folklore in Korean Cinema, a brand new visual essay by cultural historian Sean Morrissey, um, Imaginary Beasts, uh, Memory, Trauma, and Uncanny in the Tale of Two Sisters, a brand new visual essay by genre historian and critic Kat Ellinger, behind the scenes and archival featurette shot during filming, Uh, outtakes archival footage from set, Uh, production design archival featurettes about the intricate look of the sets, Um, music score archival featurette, CGI and archival featurette, Creating the poster, an archival feature right about the iconic original poster. A lot, a lot of things happening. Jeez, here. this is...
0: <clears throat> how is this all fitting on one disc?
1: Yeah, this, this has got to be a two-disc. Uh, it's not, it's one disc. Wow. Cast interviews, archival interviews with uh, Kim Kabusu, uh, Yom Jung Ah, uh, Im Soon Jung, and Moon Gyeong Young. Uh, Directed uh, Deleted scenes with director's commentary. A director's analysis and archival featurette in which Kim Ji-Woon discusses the complexity and ambigu- ambiguities contained within the film and why they were important to him. This movie sounds amazing. Just yeah, yeah i yeah, <laughs> Director's thoughts on horror and archival featurette in which Kim, Kim Ji-Woon discusses his feelings about the horror genre. Psychiatrist's perspective and archival featurette exploring the psychological reality behind the story of the film... Uh, theatrical trailer, still throwing that in. Seems a little ridiculous now. But uh, <laughs> a stills gallery, reversible sleeve with original and newly commissioned artwork by Sister Hyde. Uh, first pressing only is getting an illustrated booklet featuring the new writing by critics Stacy Ponder and Anya Stanley, plus a new translation of the original Korean folktale and that inspired the film. What look? This may be <laughs> this one of stacked. the most deluxe stacked. I've ever seen from Arrow in one disk They've disc. stacked
0: it in one disc. How in, in one... the hell ha- are each of these features like two minutes long or something? I, like
1: they must. Yeah, I. I guess so. I, I mean, unless that's they're a like lot in standard on one disc, along with the movie. Unless this is like a BD one hundred disc or something like that, like a hundred gig disc, or even a BD sixty six disc, which you know sixty six gigs. I guess you can, yeah. you can get the pattern here. Um, but yeah, that's a monster release. I yeah, kind of want you know, this movie just for I, just for all the special features. <laughs> you know, I feel like
0: it's it's one of them releases where it's like you're really going to know the movie by the time you get through the special features. Yeah, you're like, getting
1: like a dissertation on yeah. this film and everything in it and everything that went into it. Wow, that's a movie. Yeah, that's a I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm. You know what? I I haven't bought. You know, I bought one of. I bought two of the, the releases we're talking about. I'm not going to tell you which ones until we get to them. But um, I haven't bought this one, so maybe I will buy this one now that I'm, that we went through all this because um, it, it does sound amazing. Um, cool. All right, so let's move on uh, to Blind Beast. We got Blind Beast here. Um, it's a film, I think, from a director that's already gotten a lot of releases re- recently. Um, it's from a director. His name is... Uh, Yazukuza Mazumura Masu, <laughs> you say it I'm, I'm terrible I'm with this I'm trying
1: to find it actually Um uh, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I'm, on, I'm on blu-ray.com and I, yeah, it's,
0: Yazukuza really... Mazumura uh, they had recent releases from Arrow come out from him um, oh. I think last the last um, release Slate had one of his films and then they also had I think it's called Giants and Toys was another one. Um, and so they must have gotten a lot of his films. Um, and are there seems to be putting them out quickly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know much about this. I don't know much about this this film. Uh, no, neither do I. Um, a, a blind sculpture and his mother kidnap a young model. I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um... But what are we talking about in terms of the special features here? Uh, special features-wise... Um, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to, uh, to match what we just
0: saw. It's only got... It didn't have much. It's got high-definition yeah. Blu-ray, 1080p uh, presentation, original uncompressed Japanese mo- mono audio, and we have uh, optional English subtitles, brand-new auto-commentary with Asian cinema scholar Earl Jackson... We have newly filmed uh, introduction by Japanese cinema expert Tony Raines, uh, Blind Beast, Mazamura, the sur, uh, Super Supreme uh, su- Surrealist, uh, a brand new visual essay by Japanese li- uh, literature and visuals uh, studies scholar Seth uh, j- uh, Job in Box. um original trailer, Image Gallery, Reversible Sleeve. Uh, with newly commissioned artwork from Tony St- Stella um and then there's a a booklet that comes with it um yeah i mean you know i haven't seen anything from this director yet um i do i did buy uh the copy of Giants and Toys okay and i haven't watched it yet but um it he, he seems to have a lot of good stuff and uh yeah i'd be willing to check
1: him out I like the title. Yeah, I really Blind like Beast. the title. Uh speaking of titles, Stephen, you want to move on to the next one, which also is a great title, uh Brotherhood of Satan. Mm. Now that's a title. That, that's a that's a title grabber. Um uh, do you want you want to go through that one too?
0: Ah, uh, sure. Uh well, first of all, this did just get a release from Inprint. Okay. Uh, or it got announced as an, a release, I think for the July slate from Inprint. So Uh, You can go back and listen to that episode if you want to listen to us talk about it there, Um, but this version uh, has a high-definition 1080p presentation, uh, original uncompressed mono audio, uh, optional English subtitles, brand-new auto-commentary by uh, writers Kim Newman and Seth Hogan – or Sean Hogan, I'm sorry. Uh, Satan Panic – How the 1970s Conjured the Brotherhood of Satan, a brand-new visual essay by David Flint. Um, the Children of Satan, exclusive new interview with actor Jonathan Eckerson and uh uh oh, sorry, Jonathan Eckerson Elsley and uh, Allison Moore. You have original trailers, TV spots, radio spots, uh, image gallery, reversible sleeve artwork. Um, I I was doing a comparison with the, the uh, imprint release, and it looks like um, – it looks like if you're talking about special features, it looks like maybe you're going to get a little bit more out of the Arrow release. Um, there are two new features in the imprint release. Uh, one's a audio commentary from Troy uh, uh, from Troy Howard, and uh, it looks like they have a, a special feature that's kind of like a uh, talk with an author, a historian on their end, but. It looks like you got maybe a couple more interesting features here. I, I guess it's your pick, really. I mean
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean I I'm pretty sure price wise they're gonna run you about the same. So if those yeah. of you know well, price. I mean
0: the price for the aero aero is gonna be cheaper.
1: Well, yeah, because this is also getting a US release. Yeah. So that does help that does help a lot. Yeah, there is yeah,
0: they're gonna have a couple releases for this. So I think if you're talking about price wise, I think this uh, arrow release is probably going to be a little bit more affordable, um, but I mean it's really up to you. I mean they, they both have great artwork, um, so yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have two arrow releases left, and they're they're bigger, they're big ones. <laughs> um, we have the Sergio Martino collection. Um, oh, this is an Italian uh, set. Do you want me to do this one? Sam? Yeah, go ahead, give you a go break. Ahead. Yeah, let me give you a break. This is a big one. Okay, and this is a set of looks like three films. Um, uh, it's uh, the case of the scorpion's tail. Uh, your vice is locked is a locked room, and only I have the key. A little long there. Uh, the suspicious the suspicious death of a Minor. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, three films from Sergio Mart- Mart- Martino. The case of the scorpion's tail. You're right. I said that already. Um, and these are all getting uh, restored in two K from the original camera negatives, and each film has a bunch of features. Uh, the first one. I mean, one if is you released. don't want, if you don't
0: want to go through them all, I, I, mean, I, got, I, it, I got it,
1: I got it, I got yeah. it. Audio commentary with writer Ernesto Gast- Gastaldi, uh, moderated by filmmaker Federico Cadeo. Under the Sign of the Scorpion, an interview with star George Hilton. Uh, the Scorpion Tales, an interview with director Sergio Martino. A Jet Set Giallo, an analysis Sergio. An analysis Sergio Martino's films by Mikhail J. Coven author of *La Dolce Morte*: Vernacular Cinema and the Italian Giallo Film. That sounds fascinating. The case of the screenwriter, author, a video essay by Troy Haworth, author of *So Deadly, So Perverse: Fifty Years of Italian Giallo Films*. Um, and then we have uh, theatrical trailer, image gallery, reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Chris mabon melbourne no yeah. uh, your vice is a locked room and only i have the key man say, say that five times fast. yeah
0: i know right
1: uh through the keyhole an interview with director sergio martino unveiling the vice making of retrospective featuring interviews with martino star Edward Fanesh and screenwriter ernesto gastaldi uh uh, Dolls of the Dolls of Flesh and Blood, the Giallo of Sergio Martino, a visual essay by Michael Mackenzie exploring the director's unique contribution to the Giallo genre. The Strange Voices of Miss French, film historian Justin Harris on your Vice actress actress's prolific career. Eli Roth on your Vice and uh, genius of Martino. Reversible Sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Matthew Griffin. Uh, Then lastly, we have The Suspicious Death of a Minor, which has the least amount of special features. (laughs) Audio commentary by uh, Troy Haworth, author of So Deadly, So Perverse, 50 Years of Italian Giallo Films. Uh, Violent Milan, an interview with co-writer slash director Sergio Martino. Reversible Sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork by Chris Melbourne. Um... Yeah, it looks like you're going to get a lot of information about not only Sergio Martino, but his place in the genre of the Italian giallo films. Um, that's an interesting box set.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I do and, like
1: and giallo. I yeah, do like that stuff. Yeah, and I
0: love that artwork, man. That artwork's amazing.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it is. That's pretty, pretty um, rad. I,
0: I got a chance to watch one of these films. I watched uh, Your "Vices: a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. Um it's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I rented on Amazon. Um, they also have uh, the "Suspicious Death of a minor on Amazon too. Um, but yeah, that that uh, the vice, uh, your vice is a locked door is actually really good. Um, very twisty turny. Um, you know, it's about a. It almost kind of has the plot of a Stephen King movie. <laughs> you know, sort of like it's about a writer. Though you don't really get much into his writing, he doesn't. You, you don't hear, you don't see him doing a lot of writing. He's more, more or less drinking and beating his wife. More, oh, more, how terrible! More, yeah, I know, right? So, but it, you know, it's about a kind of a a writer who's kind of a you know a bad dude and
1: uh, sounds a lot like The Shining. <laughs> well, yeah, and then these
0: murders start happening around him, and so he he kind of gets involved. And it's somewhere. I don't want to give away too much because because it's got a lot of a mystery vibe to it. But it's it's a very stylish and fan, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it's a nice little hour and forty minute watch. You know, it's it's good.
1: Nice, but I guess we have come to it at last. The biggest last, the biggest <laughs> for the last one, uh, both literally and figuratively. I think yes, that we've covered everything else. Just yep. checking, double checking. That's it. And we've come to it at last, for the first time, for the last time. Um, We thought this was coming out a while ago. And they teased us a little bit, but it's finally here. And this is another David Lynch film, and this is Dune. An adaptation of the Frank Herbert legendary sci-fi novel of the same name. Uh, This film is actually uh, quite disowned by David Lynch (laughs) uh, in the sense that, like, uh, it was pretty much taken away from him, and he uh, kind of didn't really have much to say when it came to uh, the the version that we have today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, we're getting another adaptation later this year, uh, done by Denis Villeneuve, which looks looks amazing. But this is getting this film is getting several different editions. Uh, we're getting a UHD four K limited edition version. I think we're getting a Blu Ray version of that same set. And I think we're getting also two different steelbook-type versions as well, Steven? Yeah,
0: you get like a steel... There's like a single steer like a limited edition uh, dual-format steelbook. Okay. Um, and then there's like a deluxe um, d- like dual-format. You know, steelbook. that comes like in a hardback, yeah. Hardback yeah. and the steelbook's within the hardback.
1: Um, I'm a traditionalist, typically, so I'm probably going to go for the... The 4K UHD limited edition one, the one with the, uh, with the, the sandworm on it, with yeah. the sandworm on the cover. That's what, that's
0: what I bought. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's typically the the route I'd go. I'm not a big Steelbook fan like I used to be when I was younger.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I just I li- I, I love the thickness of these sets, and I just love the artwork of them. Although the artwork for the Steelbook does look gorgeous as well. Yeah, yeah. I have to say that. Now um, I like
0: I like the artwork on both of these, but I, I'm with you. Like I, it's like the material like Steelbook is kinda of like kind of like a newer thing that I, I I was into also a little bit, but um I like the you know that material, the cardboard material is kinda of like a book on the shelf. You know, yeah. the same as Very you cool. know. Um but it's yeah, I mean I'm excited for this release. Yeah, th- um, yeah this
1: movie's a bit of a bit of a cult movie. Yeah. It's gotten a it's I think it's gotten more popular over time. Uh I think this movie came out what, like nineteen eighty four I think? I want to uh, say.
0: 84, 86, something like that.
1: Uh, let me, yeah, I think it's around there and, yeah, 1984. 84, I 84, was right. Yeah, Nice. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I have an old Blu-ray edition of this. I think it came out years ago. Um, but this would be a welcome upgrade. Um, Dune is, I've read the, I've read most of the books in the Dune series. Dune is not like, <laughs> Dune's a tough adaptation, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. It's, it is high sci-fi, and uh, back in the day, they need to give you like a viewing guide to see this movie in the theater. Like that's nah. how that's how kind of involved it is. It's like space politics, and yeah. But anywho, that's that I can understand why this movie was so difficult to adapt at the time and is now, and why even why David Lynch like doesn't really well. It's like, it's also notable movie.
0: that uh, Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky tried to to.
1: Do it in the seventies.
0: Yeah, he tried that to do that. That movie this would have been amazing. Watch
1: that documentary, Jorowski's Dune. Yeah. Because that was ambitious beyond ambition. Yeah. I mean, Jarowski's pretty out there as a dude any, as a guy anyway. <laughs> so I'm he, not, I mean I'm his style
0: his style really would have been great, you know. Yeah,
1: what's the irony is that like he didn't even read the book, I don't think. Yeah. It. He was just like uh, he was gonna do his own thing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> but,
0: that makes up for better for better movies. But...
1: I guess. I mean I if I want, yeah. For me, I mean, we're going off on a tangent here. So you're gonna bring me back in, but when it comes to watching movies that are adaptations of books, I don't factor that into that yeah. when I'm like when I uh, having a judgment about their quality. You know what yeah. I mean? I think those are two different things. Like, a uh, uh, movies are different than books, so you kind of have to judge them differently, and and their adaptations are different too, because. I, I... Yeah. You know? I
0: was going to say the only thing I would expect is is that you take the best parts of the book and as long as you can translate that um that I that I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, you know my favorite movie of all time is Lord of the Rings and those yeah. movies aren't, you know, anywhere near 100% accurate to the to the books sure. at all. So But you, and but for you me, it doesn't it ruin took, it. You would say it took
0: a lot of the best parts of it and did it well. Yeah, it took yeah. The,
1: a lot of the core elements and themes, uh, yeah. you know, friendship, love, good versus evil, all that kind of stuff and kind of Really gave us an amazing story, amazing, you know, direction and action and yeah. acting and all that kind of stuff. But because it's not a great adaptation, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, those movies aren't good. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's no, like, it's, you, can't it's, really, it's... you can't really, you can't really come, I don't, I, I view them as two separate uh, analysis, you know, kind of rubric things. But yeah. jumping into Dune, Stephen, do you wanna give us uh, a breakdown of, of right. this glorious set here? Yeah, well, okay,
0: so the limited edition Blu ray content we got here, yes. we got a, a uh, a brand new 4K restoration from the That's original camera see. negative, which is amazing. Mm. Um, So it's going to look nice. Um, you got a 60 page perfect bound book featuring new writing on the film by Andrew Nett and Christian McCree, M- McCrea and Charles Brydon, uh, uh, an American cinematographer in- interview with sound design uh, designer, Alan Spillett uh, and, from 1984 excerpts from an interview with director, from Chris Rodley, uh book book on Lynch on Lynch and a dune uh terminology go- uh, glossary from the original release that's so that's what I was interesting yeah. you'll you'll need that
1: yeah they get, they gave you that with like the DVD release too I Yeah. Think.
0: um you got a large fold out double sided poster featuring the original and uh, newly commissioned artwork by Daniel Taylor uh we have a six uh six double sided postcards uh, sized lobby cards and reproductions. Um, we have a limited edition packaging with a reversible sleeve featuring original and newly commissioned artwork from Daniel Taylor. Disc one has the feature and extras high definition. This is the Blu ray presentation, um, Is a high defi- definition presentation, 1080p. Um, let's see, let's get down to the special features. We've got a brand new auto commentary from uh, film historian Paul M. Salmon. We have a brand-new auto-commentary from Mike White of the Projection Booth podcast. We have Impressions of Dune on 2003 documentary of the making of the film featuring interviews with star Kyle MacLachlan, um, uh, producer Raffaella uh, De Laurentiis, uh, cinematographer uh, Freddie Francis, uh, editor uh, Anthony Gibbs, and many others. Um Designing Dune, a 2005 featurette looking back at the work of production designer Anthony Masters. We have Dune FX, uh, a f- 2005 featurette exploring the special f- uh, effects of the film. We have Dune Models and Miniatures, a 2005 featurette focusing on the model effects in the film. We have Dune Costumes. Man, we're going over all of those productions in this yeah, one. Yeah, I
1: think these are all like older features. Uh, Archival features.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, 2005, 2005 featurettes looking at the elaborate costume design seen in the film. Uh, 11 deleted scenes from the film, which is 2005 introduction by Rafila de Laurent, uh, Laurentiis. Um, uh, Destination Dune, a 1983 featurette originally produced to promote the film at the convention and publicity events. Uh, theatrical trailer TV spots, extensive Im- image galleries, uh, introducing hundreds of still photos. And then on the disc two, we have more special features. <laughs> the Sleeper Must Awaken, making Dune a brand new feature-length documentary by Belue Motion Pictures, uh, exploring the making of the film, featuring dozens of new and archival interviews with cast and crew. That's pretty awesome um, that they got a whole new documentary here. Um uh, Beyond Imagination merchandising Dune, a brand new featurette, exploring the merchandise and uh, created to promote the film, featuring toy collector and producer Brian Silman. Um, you got uh, Prophecy Fulfilled scoring Dune, a brand new featurette on the film's musical score, featuring interviews with Toto guitarists Steve uh, Lu- uh, Lukather and Toto keyboardist Steve uh, Porcaro. And film music historian Tim Grieving. Uh, brand new interview with makeup effects artist uh, Ganedo De Rossi. And uh, that was filmed in 2020. And archival interviews with production coordinator uh, Golda Offerhelm, uh, filmed in 2003. Archival interview with star Paul Smith, filmed in 2008. And archival interview with makeup effects artist uh, Timothy, uh, Christopher Tucker. Uh, so yeah, tons of features on this thing. Um, I'm excited just yeah, to yeah. go into the special features.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of those ones from like 2005 are probably from the DVD, because this has gotten several releases in the past. Okay. I remember when I was first collecting, um, I would see the several DVD editions of this at the store back when I was collecting DVDs in like mid to late 2000s. Uh, this had like a, like a like a one disc edition, this had a two disc special edition DVD, this had a steelbook edition DVD. I mean, of course it had the Blu-ray. Um yeah, this movie's been released a bunch of times just on DVD and Blu-ray over the over the years. Uh but this looks like the deluxe deluxe edition yeah. that you can that you can ever get. Um definitely with the new restoration from the original camera negative. I mean, and then all the extra goodness in there. Um yeah, I can't wait for this release. Yeah, this it's already massive. ordered.
0: <laughs> I already ordered this. Um, yeah, it's... It, it, you know, we're we're getting pretty close to, to completing
1: Lynch. <laughs> I mean, right now... I mean, yeah, the Straight Story got its Blu-ray release, although it already had one in other places. Uh, but at least here, or in Region A land, yeah, uh, you know, with imprint, uh, all we need is Inland Empire.
0: Yeah. Come yeah. on
1: now, in, uh, at least here in the States. Because I think it's got a release overseas... Uh, if memory serves, just because that seems to be... And of be... course it's
0: got a DVD, but it's... it's. Yeah,
1: you know, you know what's crazy? This... Oh, oh, let me get a little riled up oh, here. Oh, jeez. Inland Empire has had a Blu-ray release in the UK since 2010, and we've got nothing here. <laughs> it's been 11 years. What's going on? Wow. What's going on? And I'm pretty sure... Yeah, yeah. I thought it's it was... Co- it's coming. It's coming. You know it's coming. Be it's coming. coming. Come on now. Oh, uh, but uh yeah, so that's that's all the arrow releases and for for new releases for August yes August yeah um I almost forgot where we were or what the time was um <laughs> yeah but that's that's the we saved the the most abundant for last I think yeah. in terms of special features in terms of just probably quality of releases I mean arrow's putting out high quality stuff out some, constantly some great man. stuff over the last few months yeah um the UHD releases are gorgeous-looking. Yeah. gorgeous. And they have Blu-rays, too. Yeah. But I'm exhausted. I don't know what you're I'm
0: tired. You know what? I, and I want to go ahead and apologize, because I'm having a hard time tonight with speaking. Um, and, and, I mean, I've, I've always been having a hard time pronouncing things, but for some reason, I'm extra special tonight. Um, oh, these are this <laughs> is,
1: these are not exactly easy things to pronounce. <laughs>
0: they're, they're not, but I, I could be better. So, But uh, I apologize for that in advance uh, or after the fact. So, but... That's it for our show this week. Uh, Andrew, where can we find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Cabzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Cabzilla Productions.
0: And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find me on Instagram at Chasing Labels 16. Where I'm posting all the stuff I bought. I finally caught up. I, I you saw me post like five or six posts yesterday. I did. <laughs> stuff finally I, had, I didn't up. even know that you got. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. Um, uh, also, you got. You can get catch me on Letterboxd, uh, at Chasing Labels. Uh, you can find the audio for this podcast on Pie Bean. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it spotify we've updated all that stuff um so you can find it all them places thank you once again for listening and hey keep on watching them movies i know i will